Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Classic Horror Stories Many Waters Cannot Quench Love by Louisa Baldwin Did I not know my old friend George Horton? To be as truthful as he is devoid of imagination, should have believed that he was romancing or dreaming when he told me of a circumstance that happened to him some thirty years ago. He was at the time a bachelor living in London, practising solicitor Bedford Row. He was not a strong man, neither, though neither nervous nor excitable, as I said before, singly unimaginative. If Holden told you in fact, you might be certain it had occurred precise manner he stated. If he told you it you a hundred times you'd not varied it in re- repetition. This literal and conscientious habit of mind made testimony of value. When he told me a fact I should have disbelieved for many other men, my friend I was obliged to accept it as truth. During a long vacation in the autumn of 1857, Horton determined to take a few weeks' holiday in the country. He was such an introvert Londoner, he had not been able to tear himself away from town more than a few days at a time for many years past. At length he felt necessary for quite a pure air, only he would not go far to seek them. It was easier than it is now to find lodging and would meet his requirements a place in the country, yet close to the town. It was, was near Wandsworth that Holton found what he sought, rooms for a single gentleman in an old farmhouse. He read the advertisement of the lodging in the papers of a, at luncheon, and went at very often to see if, it, if they answered the tempting description given. He had little diffi- some little difficulty in finding Madeleine's farm, it is not easy to find his way for country lanes, but his, his tail and eyes look precisely alike, and nothing to indicate whether he was taking a right or wrong turning. But where he now runs shriekingly over what was now Greenfield's lanes have been transformed into gas-lit streets, Madeline's farm, the old brick house standing in its high old garden, had been pulled down long ago. Hilton went to look at the old place of change beyond recognition. The orchard in which he gathered pears, and which he stayed at the farm, now the site of public house, the scenting chapel. It was afternoon early in September when Horton opened the big iron gates and walked up the path bordered with delayers and hollyhocks, leading to the front door that rang for the mittens at Matlin's farm. Bell echoed in a distant part of the empty house and died away into silence, but no one came to answer its summons. As Holden stood waiting, he took the opportunity to go of thoroughly examining the outside of the house. Though he was called a farm, it had not been built for one originally, a substantial four-storey brick house of Queen Anne's period, with five-slash-tall five tall windows on each floor. 
and domey windows and tiled roof. The front door was approached by a shallow flight of stone steps. Above the fan light projected penthouse a solidly carved woodwork. On either side were brackets of wrought iron supporting extinguishers that quenched the torch of many a late returning reveler a century ago. Only windows to the right and left of the door were blinds or curtains betrayed any sign of habitation. Those are the rooms to be let. I wonder which is the bedroom, thought my friend as he rang the bell for the second time. For the second time, presently he heard then the sound of approaching footsteps. There was a great drawing of bolts after bolts after the final struggle with a rusty lock. The door was opened by an old woman, a severe and cheerless aspect. Holden was the first to speak. I have called to see the rooms the advertisers let in his house. The old woman eyed him from head to foot without making any reply. They opened the door wider and nodded to him to enter. He did so and found himself in a large paved hall lighted from the fan light over the door by a high narrow window facing him at the top of a short flight of oak stairs. Oak stairs the air was musty and damp as that of an old church. A hall this size could should have a fire in it, said Holden, glancing at the empty rusty grate. Farmers and folks that work outdoors sharply keep themselves warm without fires, said woman's shop old woman sharply. This house is never built but for a farm. Why is it called one? cried Holton, for his taxo turned conscried as he opened the door of the city room. Because it was one, said the blunt reply. Well, this girl is the man house. Why call, may it be called again? Oh, I know. For thirty years since a man called Matlock took it on a lease. Far on the land, and folks forgot the old name. I called it Matlock's farm. When did Madeleine leave? About two months ago. Why did he go away for a place, place like this? You're fond of asking questions, remarked the old woman. Dryly. He went for two good reasons. His lease was up. His family is a big one. Nine children he had, from a girl of two and twenty down to a little lad, four years old. His wife and him bought it, be- bought it best to take him out to Australia, where there would be room for all. They were glad to go. All but the eldest Esther, as she nearly broke her heart over it. But then she had to leave her sweetheart. But then she had to leave her sweetheart behind her. He's a young man of a dairy farm near here. Ladies, they always used to follow her out and marry her in twelve months. He did nothing but moan, same as if she was leaving him altogether. Indeed, said Halton, who could not readily enter into details of people whom he did not know. So this is the sitting room, it's large and airy, and with such much furniture as it, in it as a man needs by himself. Now show me the bedroom, if you please. Follow me upstairs, sir, said the old woman, preceding him. Slowly in an oak staircase, open the door on the back room, front room, floor, then the bedroom you, that you let is not over the sitting room? No, the front room is mine. A room next to it is my son's. He's out all day at his work. He sleeps here, but mostly keeps me company of an evening. I'm alone here all day looking off this other place. If you take the rooms, I shall cook for you and wait for you myself. Hudson liked the look of the bedroom. It's large and airy with little furniture. We're beyond the bed and chest of drawers. But it's delicately, delicately clean and silent as a grave. 
Now a tired man might sleep here. A bulge decorated in old prints and black frames for each progress of marriage in a brute mould. And above the high carved boundaries hung an engraving famous portrait of Charles I, prancing brown horse. These things on the walls when the Montrans took place, they had to leave where they found them, said the old woman. They found a sword too, she added, pointing to a rusty cutlass that hung from a nail. By the head of the boy bed, I think they'd done no great harm, so they sold it for the old lion. I then took down the weapon and slammed it. It was a strong ordinary cutlass, such as worn by the rings in George the Third Reign, but not old enough to be an integral in interest, nor significant beauty of marksmanship, workmanship, and make it of artistic value. He replaced it and stepped to the windows, and looked in the garden below it bounded by a high wall, closing a row of poplars, and beyond lay an open country, visible for miles in the clean air, a sight to rest that fascinate the eye of a Londoner. Was a made bargain with an old lady woman, whom the landlord had put into the house for the caretaker, pending his decision for the deposition of property. She allowed to take a lodger for her own profit. As soon as Mr. Belt found that the stranger agreed to her terms, she assured him that everything would be completely arranged for his reception by the following Wednesday. Holding around to Matlin's farm on the evening of the appointment, saying, Funny day, stormy autumnal sunset. Was casting an angry glow on the windows, house, the rising wind for the air, the mournful sounds of poplars swayed against the background lurid sky. It was about expecting a lodger, and promptly opened the door, candle hand, she heard the wheels stopping at the gate, the driver of the fly, carried hold of mature into the hall and said it was paid his fee, drove away thinking the driving lanes was fearful than the glimpse he had had inside the Madeline's farm. Autumn was very pleased with his country quarters, intense quiet of the almost empty house, and might have made another man melancholy, smooth and rested him. The day time he wandered about the country, amuses of the garden orchard, he spent the long evenings alone, reading, smoking, sitting room, with the bulk brought in supper at nine o'clock, and usually stayed to have a chat with a lodger, and many long stories she related to her neighbours and Madeline family while she waited upon him on his evening meal. On several cases he told him as to Madeline's sweetheart Michael Wynne had come to him to come to talk to with her but Madeline's to bring her newspaper containing tidings. Their ship had reached the same point as voyage, long voyage in safety. See Petra is a sailing ship, sir. They were saying how long she would be getting to Australia. Netless news Michael had, she got as far as the long silence, outlined his name. He had a letter from Esther posted at the place called Madeira. Now he gives himself no peace, so he can hear that ship is safe as far somewhere. I can think he said Africa. It could be the Cape Miss Belt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Destiny makes uh, the cape. He wears it all the time. There's three of storms and shipwrecks. I tell, I tell him the world's wide place. I see why they're not all in the very lightly when the chimney pots is flying. I hit the girl there's pictures flying. They calm somewhere. Then he takes my thoughts and turns it against me. Yes, he says. When the dead's calm here on shore, ship may be sinking the storm, lest of being drowned. Like a wind may be a very str- nervous young man. That's where it is, sir, I tell him. But he moves, follows the wet lens. It's a good job. He flees no one behind him. I wear it of him, the same as we wear it of the rest In the middle of October, Hilton had been a month on the farm, but it was now cold and wet. Began to think it's time he turned his snug London home. Autumn rain made everything at Matlin's farm damp and mouldy. It blown half a gale all day. The rain had fallen in torrents, were keeping him prisoner's door indoors. He occupied himself by writing letters, reading some documents his clerk had brought to help him. A time passed rapidly. Instead, the evening flew by so quickly. The idea it was nine o'clock. Mrs. Belt entered the room to lay the cloth on the supper. The supper. It's snowing, raining now, sir, he said. She poked the fire in the cheerful blaze. A good job, too, for Michael Wynne. Brings me the word the weddles, the waddle is river in London. Risen fearfully since morning. It's out of place more than it's been in for years. There's full moon tonight. So no one need walk into water less than mine to. Holton's head was too full of knotty legal point to pay much heed to misspelt. The old woman, seeing that he was not in the mood for conversation, said nothing further. Half past ten, she felt brought a lodger some spirits and hot water, his bedroom candle. I wished him good night. Hotton sat reading for some time, made an entry into his diary concerning a day which was absolutely nothing to record. Lay his candle, I went upstairs. I am familiar with the precise order of such trifling circumstance. My friend has often told me the events of that night. Never with the slightest suggestion or mission in telling me it was his habit. Lasting the night to straw up the blinds. He looked out the windows and through the womb was as full. The clouds were not yet dispersed. A light was fitful and obscure. He had twenty minutes to twelve, he extinguished the candle out by his bedside. Everything was propitious for rest. He was weary and the house profoundly silent. The rain stopped. Stopped the wind, sigh, fell into sigh. It seemed to him that as soon as his head pressed the pillow, his skin he sank into dreamless thunder. Twenty after two o'clock, Holton woke suddenly, passing insanely from deep sleep to his possession of early facility, hiding the green, with an insubordinate sense of failure, weighing upon him like a thousand nightmares. He stared up and looked around him, perspiration poured from his brow, his heart beat to suffocation, his convinced he had been wakened by some strange and terrible noise, a field full of depths of sleep. He dreaded the repetition of it, of it explicitly. 
room was flooded with moonlight streaming through the narrow windows, lying like sheets of molten silver on the floor. Pop was the garden cast tremendous shadows on the ceiling. And Holton heard through the silence of the house, the sound that was not a moan or the wind, nor a rustling of trees, nor any sound he'd heard before. Clearly think as though it were in the room with him. He heard a voice sweeping and lamentation. The morning human sorrow and the cry said it could seem to him as though he listening he listened to the morning with a soul. He leaped he leapt up, took a match and lighted a candle, and seized him cut this hanging by the bed, and up the door and opened to listen. It to listen. Far as all the ordinary sounds were concerned, the house was sudden as death. Moonlight steamed into the staircase window in a flood of pale light. The earthy swound of weeping, thrilling through heart and soul, came from the hall below where Hilton dressed down, walked downstairs to the landing at the top of the fighter's flight. And a very step of woman was seated with bowed bowed head, her face hidden in her hands, rocking to and fro in stream Looking to a throne of cemetery grief, the moonlight fell upon her. Full upon her. The moonlight fell full on her. He saw that she's only partly clothed. Her dark hair lay in confusion on her bare shoulders. Who are you? What is the matter with you? said Holton. His trembling voice echoed in the silent house, but she neither stirred or spoke, agitated or weeping. Slowly descended the moonlight staircase, till there were not four steps between him. The woman, fatal fears growing upon him. Speak, if you're a living creep being. He cried, a figure rose to its full height, turned to face him for a moment, and seeing an attorney pushed back and rushed full on point at the cutlass Holton he voluntarily presented. As the poem performed, glided up the blade of the weapon. A car wave seemed to break over him. He fell in a deep faint of stairs. How long he made the sensible, he got tell. He came to himself and opened his eyes. Moon sat and groped his way in the darkness to his room, where the candle had burned itself out. Elton came back down to breakfast. He looked as though he'd been ill for a month. His hands trembled like a drunkard's. At another, any other time, Miss Belt was struck by his appearance. This morning, he was too much excited by some bad news. He heard to notice where he and Lodger was looking along ill. Holden asked her how she slept, but he did, she had not heard the terrible noise sounds that wakened him. It still seemed impossible she would should have not heard this heavy fall stairs, but Miss Belt replied. With some astonishment at her Lodger's concern about her welfare, she never had a, be- had a better night. It's so quiet after all that wind fell. But he not, but did not, but did you, did your, but did your son think the house was quiet? Did he sleep too? said asked Holton, feverish eagerness. Mr. Belt was yearning to impart the bad news to the lodger. And Malky now she was, there's something else to do that asked folks now to sleep tonight. She said her neighbour, she had told her the many regular women had fallen into the widow during the night. So one never knew how the woman was that was drowned for carrying his body home then. A shot blow for his sweetheart, they hold him greatly shot. Aye, it's a pretty place for us too to send her. And she's expecting to see poor Michael Finn Michael himself soon. It's about you have any portrait person to Mesdred. And then that land you could show me? I heard the girl's name so often I'm curious to know what she's like. 
It's a middle-world introduction of cheap and early effort in photography. Persian rose on the table for the kitchen. Favour the picture in his hand, examining it in the window. And there, surrounded by the thin brass frame, he recognised the face of all faces that this made him. Face being held in the vision of a seeding night, he suppressed a groan and turned from the window with a face so white. He handed the picture back to Mr. Belt. He said, not feeling well this morning, sir. Now I'm feeling ill, very ill. I must go back to town today to be near my own doctor. You may shall be no longer my, my leaving you so leaving you so suddenly. Baby, I'm going to be ill. I have the best in my own hand. The Hilton would have not stayed until another night at Matilda's farm to save his life. He was at the office in Bedford Row by noon. His clerk's foot. He looked ten years older for his visit to the country. A little more than three weeks after Hilton arrived to town, returned to town, the nerves were beginning to recover. Their accustomed tone and attention was unexpectedly recalled. The apparent subject of the apparition he had seen, he said in the paper, that mail for the keep who brought news the wit of Australia, Peruvergy, bound bound for Australia, was all with all was lost. We all. Lots of all, no board. A violent storm of cows shortly before the steamer left England. Be careful. They were careful, courage, comparison, the dates, allowing for a variation of time. The conviction was false upon John Alton. The ill fated ship flowed at its very hour in which he beheld the wrath of Estamendaland. She, her lover, divided by thousands millions. Just did a bit again. A little more than three weeks after Hutton returned to town, his nerves were beginning to recover with their custom tone. Tensions that expected recalled to the apparent subject of the apparition he'd seen. He read a daily paper for the mail that Cape had brought news of wreck of the sailing ship approach bound to Australia, loss of all on board, and violent storm of the coast shortly before the steamer left for England. By a comparable comparison of dates, there for a variation of time, the eviction was false. Upon John Houghton, the ill-fated ship floundered at the very hour in which he beheld the Rafa Estimate land. She and her lover, divided by thousands of vows, but perished by drowning at the same time. Bagwin in the little river at home, Estimate land, at depths of a distant ocean. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.